Hi, good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Joanna. What's on your mind today? What's on my mind today? Well, to start with, I feel bad for you that your ankle hurts. Because that you I broke, broke it. it. I feel bad for me too. How did you figure out that it was broken? Um, because they took an x-ray in the ER. Do you want to hear the whole story? I love you, but no, really feel bad about like that. And it makes me just relive it all mm -hmm. over again. Because Tanya sprained her ankle a while ago and it was yeah. really hard. It was real. It's really hard being ill or not mobile in a city where literally your mental and physical prowess is like 90% of the game. Right. It's what you have instead of a car. Which is true for life in general. Mm -hmm. Like you're really nothing if you don't have your health and well-being. It's not a pitch. I know it's like what I do, but it's not mm -hmm. a pitch. What are we talking about today? Oh, I know. We should talk about why you need to be in the best health possible in case something <laughs> terrible suddenly happens to you. It's called change. Change. Dealing with change. Living with change. Experiencing change. How do we kick it off? What do you think? Well, what are some moments of change you've experienced? Well, there's so many moments of change. I was just going to say, really? Uh, no, it's, you're right. That's not a good way to start. I would say the things I've noticed about change are that sometimes you make a change that is overall really good. It's a positive thing. And then it's a shock to discover how hard it is to adjust to it. Even though you know it's a good change and it will make your life better in the long run. You're yeah, I think most people are not big fans of change. You know, there's always those people who love to travel and, and love to experience new things. And it's mm -hmm. just like the person who loves to be in a gym. But that, mm -hmm. to me, is not my ongoing experience with myself or with other people. Even when you know change is necessary. You know, I want to get healthy. Actually going through the process is, a, is an easy thing. Not and at I all. And unfortunately, I don't think there's enough conversation about being honest regarding change and the necessity of it, even when sometimes you don't want it to happen, and how to keep yourself inspired to do it. So even though you know a change is going to be a good thing, and this is very un-American of me to say, but it's this new change is going to be, it's going to really affect your comfort level. It's going to really affect how you feel about life and how your life is. And even if it's better, you want to, you kind of, there's definitely a big part of you that's like an anchor that wants to stay in that level of comfort. Like, for example, you know, you're married, so, you know, you uh -huh. can't do this, but dating. Like, I discussed that in our relationship thing. I'm not a big dater. But Never you started happened. dating. But I literally had to make a a choice or a change regarding how I do things because clearly I haven't been what I consider to be successful in partnering up with someone and it is something although I don't seem to to want it from the outside in I, I guess I do want to eventually have a partnership with someone uh, long term. I'd like to build a life with somebody, but my life really hasn't gone in that direction for a variety of reasons. Officially been single 
I would say since 2004, I was, I've been single. Like, uh, been officially someone's somebody since 2004. And although I, I had been involved with someone that I cared about and still care about, we have not tried to, to really go to another level with it. And mm -hmm. at this point in my life, I really think that I have to really look at that as I think is something most people tend not to do. You tend to want to deflect when things aren't the way you think they should be or you would like them to be onto someone else, present company included. I just have decided that I really have to keep myself accountable to when I don't like the things that are going on in my life or happening. Like, what can I do? Keep it simple. You could date. Well, you don't really know how to date because you've never been a dater. So mm -hmm. what should you do? What did and, you do? And I got that Tinder app. Ooh. And I'd heard a lot of stuff, both positive and negative about it, but to me, it's, it's no different than if I were out and about right. at a bar or something. Whatever the person is going to do in person, they are going to do pretty much online. <laughs> Pose themselves as one way and then eventually you find out it's different. So, I mean, that's to me is life. And so I like the whole no, no, yes, no, no. no. Oh, I'm swiping my phone, imaginary right. phone, because that's how it works. You and swipe right or you swipe left yeah I know swipe, that much looking at your phone you swipe left for no and right for yes if you match like if like someone you else both has, swipe right yeah if we both said we like each other then it'll come up like a game you match you match mm. you know <laughs> and so you can either send them a note or you can keep playing and just keep looking at people and kind of save who you matched for later Mm -hmm. um, and the long and short of it is, I correspond a little bit with a few people, finally decided on one person that was interesting enough to me with the banter to meet in the neighborhood, and I enjoyed his company. We stayed out for a while, enough where I definitely could do a second date, mm -hmm. but to get out of my normality, which is to right away go ahead and follow up mm -hmm. I told him honestly I I'm really gonna hold off on that I wanna meet other people and expand my net of mm -hmm. men that I would go out on a second date with or I go oh I like him so let me just see where right. that goes why a lot has happened over the last couple of years in particular that's been frankly traumatic and I wanna cleanse my entire energy of that as much as possible before bringing new energy and committing to that in my life. I think that what you just talked about is a great example of planning for change, which is one thing I've always admired about you, is that you're a planner. Am I? <laughs> I think you are. I, I noticed right away that one of the things I liked about you is you would say, well, we're going to have a transition now, so I have to plan for this transition. Or I want this to be different, and these are the steps I'm going to take to make it to be different. I don't feel like I'm a conscious planner. Like, I spend a lot of time 
anticipating what needs to be done, but I don't necessarily say, I want this to happen, I'm gonna, these are the steps I'm going to take to make it happen. Like, usually I'm more of a kind of, like, let's put it out to the universe that I need a change, as well, opposed to trying to affect it myself. Maybe that has more to do with how people have certain options or luxuries, if yeah, you will. Yeah, that's probably um, true. That's another example of change to plan for, sending kids off to college. Tom, my son, is repeated a year, so he is a year behind the kids he's known. He knew in like kindergarten and elementary school, and they're all going off to college now. But that's a change that you have well, to anticipate and plan for. Like you can't just I, let I it happen. Or maybe you can, I don't know. But I feel well, like I have to plan. You do. I mean, you've been his mother for 18 years, mm -hmm. and, and so everything has been funneled through the lens of motherhood, you yes. know, and so it becomes, who are you now, not waking him up every day to go to school and not having to, you will to a certain extent still, still have to do some year. of stuff, but I mean, like, you're going to have to, I mean, that year goes like that. I know, and I really am focused on you know, making him be more responsible like, and, and doing more stuff. This broken ankle is like a perfect excuse to do that because a lot of the stuff that I used to do, I can't do now. I can't. Yeah. And Tom and it's is having to do them. it. It's really important for them to get that, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times. I want to keep focusing on the general change, but mm -hmm. it's real easy to, to make it about things that you Specific have to do. things. Okay, I'm going to say right now, I, what I've heard so far in our discussion is four separate topics relating to yeah. change. One is, we haven't really addressed, but I brought up at first, which is adapting to a good change. Like you having your kids with you full time now. Setbacks, like breaking my ankle. That's a big change. How am I dealing with that? Even though it is like relatively temporary. Third topic I'm particularly interested in is anticipating and planning for change. You know, knowing something is coming up, figuring out what you're going to do about it. And fourth, t you know, the fear of change. <laughs> like, how do you deal with being so scared yeah. of change that you just don't want to have anything to do with it? Okay, so we're to start. Well, do you have anything to say about adapting to good change? Like you recently had a good change in your life. You or mean I can, about the boys coming about back? About the boys coming back. One that's not you know, so recent for me is that when Tom was five, my husband and I started our own business and we were home all the time. So we took him, he was in a sort of little home daycare and we took him out of that and we were like, oh, now you can be with mommy and daddy full time. And he hated it. He missed his friends. He missed his routine. I mean, I think it was a positive. It wasn't like a negative change. He was in a good situation, and he went to a, a different good situation. But he had a really hard time with the transition. I think most people do. So even as a child, that's really no different than most people. I think acknowledging that it's a challenge, but at the same time, owning the necessity of it, if it's for the better, in, in particular, is something that I don't know that we're taught to do well. So you're right. It was a good change for the family as a whole, but mm -hmm. at five, Tom don't care about the good change. Right. All he cares about is that you took what he liked away from him. It was hard to realize that because I was kind of like, you know, oh, well, I've been working full time, so 
I had to put him in daycare, and that was a bad thing because we're all kind of, uh, you know, brainwashed to think that, oh, being with a full-time parent is the best thing. Change is hard. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about now. Just like change is hard. Change is hard. And sometimes I mean, you have to marshal all your resources and, you know, mental and emotional to to deal with it. And, you know, if we go back to my ankle, like sudden devastating change, even though I know it's not like getting a breast cancer diagnosis. No, it's not, and it's, it's, and it's but not it's hard the, to deal with. It's not late. It, it mean, it completely changes my life, especially in terms of how I go to work, how I live my daily life. I can't just skip up and down the steep, steep stairs of my brownstone anymore. I have to go down on my butt, and then I have to crawl up. It can really alter your life, but I think what's more productive about even having the conversation about change is specifically how does one like really process it and get through it and and gain something out of it because that for me when you said I was was a planner I I don't really consider myself a planner I feel people who who are constantly you know setting up specific goals and uh, and actually taking steps to achieve them on a regular basis are people who are planners Um, in my eyes like I have a to me you're like that well not enough I used to be more of a planner like that over the last, I would say, 10 years. That has changed considerably because once I separated from my children's father, it allowing them having a relationship with him, well, attempting to separate myself and my life from that, then actually being able to put the time and energy that I had before I had children accustomed to, which was, what do I want? What do Mm. I think? What do I, it became so much about what they needed and how I was going to manage that, Mm -hmm. that by the time I actually had the opportunity to really go back to what do I want? What do I think? I still struggle with trying to, to actually execute, to know what that is and to execute it. And I think most women, in particular who become mothers are challenged by that because your role becomes so much about well if you're not doing it because if the bottom line is if you see a child out in the street that does not look together is not acting like they're together on any level you don't say where's their father the first thing you think is Where's their mother? Where's their home training? Oh, home training. That's a that's a black thing. Yeah. Um, Although I don't think it doesn't exist in the white. No, it exists. Parenting world. It's just not called that. All that to go back to say though, which was the whole point in me bringing it up, was that now that there is time for me to think about me again to some degree, and to act on whatever the changes that I feel needs to occur. I'm not as quick to execute a plan the way I was when I felt less confined to other things that have over the years taken up my time and space. Like you could be more focused on yourself and now you have to be focused on at least three people. Which I'm not complaining about, by the way. Um, No, but it's a stretch. But that's the reality, you know, in particular when you're talking about physical prowess or lack thereof. 
you know, you're talking about your ankle, you know, just the regular people taking care of themselves. A lot of times they'll use, I don't have a lot of time. I have all these responsibilities. I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's always about what you don't have right to execute the change that's necessary that you know you would feel better you would look better you would have a better quality of life overall if you took care of yourself until something really happens to you like you hurt yourself or Mm -hmm. you're really physically ill Mm -hmm. that you go damn i wish i had taken more advantage of what i did have as opposed to what i don't have like why didn't i clean the kitchen before i went to maine which is where exactly. I broke my ankle. Cause now I'm sure the kitchen. You don't even want to see it, and that's the and that's what I'm saying. It's like so I want to be more of a planner again, but I have to admit out loud that I don't find change as easy, quote unquote, for lack of a better way of describing it. I don't see change as easy or exciting mm-hmm. as I once did. I see it as challenging at best and devastating at its worst. Right. And like it's I, a disaster. Yeah. And I like a change can be a disaster. Like it used to be something you could just like a bump in the road kind of thing. And now that it's you can like bounce back from like right, potentially a disaster. I mean, my mother thought she had the flu in December 2000. That was a December 2000. And by June 2001, she was dead from colon cancer. Yeah, my father had pneumonia in two, 2000, and in two th- 2002 he was dead from mesothelioma, which is a type of lung cancer. Yes, there are many cautionary tales like that. Although, if of course, if you in terms of being afraid of change, if you look at things really intellectually, like most of the time, the worst possible thing doesn't happen. But when in your life the worst possible thing has happened for whatever it might be, for many New Yorkers it might have been September 11th, there's an unexpected event. Someone like me, it might be breaking my ankle or whatever, or losing, for you, both of us, losing a parent relatively suddenly. You know, it's hard to not go into a mode where you're just like terrified of the next really bad thing that will happen. Yeah, so I guess it really kind of comes to the point of all of this is trying to figure out how not allow fear to control the quality of your life because the reality is who knew that my ex-husband would decide that my presence as my children's mother was no longer needed because he didn't like me anymore try to take my children away from me who knew that i am shaking my head in disbelief still and i've been there for a lot of it yeah i mean who knew And although I was able to slowly come out of the devastation of that and get them back home, the fact that it went as far as it did for as Mm. long as it did, the way that it did, those were changes that not only I didn't foresee, but were very unwelcome. Yet I still had to get up every morning to five, six, seven, eight my ass for a whole bunch of people on a regular basis. And they had not signed up for my personal Young and the Restless. What they had signed up for was me to help change the quality of their life. So and the quality now, of their butts. Which in turn, ideally, was going to change the quality of their mm-hmm. life. Now what? Sorry for your problem, Miss Fly. Now, uh, next. So I had two choices. 
I can stay permanently in my bed, which is where I want it to be, or, you know, anywhere but in the world. Or I could figure out how to fake it until I could make it. Or the, you know, faking it till you make it is one way of doing it. Another way of thinking of that is like staying in the moment. For me, if I think about having surgery on my ankle, having to go back to work, it, the prospect is terrifying. So I'm like, I'm here in the moment. I'm recording my podcast with Tanya. I'm sending texts to my son saying, okay, you need to take out the garbage or I whatever. Mean, yeah. yeah, just because like, I really what is the to... next 15 minutes? What is your like event horizon? Like sometimes because you really have to shorten it up a lot yeah, to not be scared to death. Yeah, because the truth of it is, is God didn't say do it and not be afraid. Whether you believe in God or not is on you, but it's the universe, not about... You can say the universe. Yeah, people like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, the universe. It's not about doing something and not be afraid. Mm -hmm. It's about doing what needs to be done even if next to my mother dying fight to be the mother that I had chosen to be was literally the worst thing I've had to go through yet in my life but the reality was it did bring and still reflecting on what those lessons were because what I do know for the whether you want to change or not everything happens for a reason it may not be for a reason that you can note. Right, you may not understand it right away, but a lot of times when you look back, you see that there is something you learn from it. Like, I don't necessarily like the mechanistic view of the universe where, like, everything happens for a reason, and, but I think that in our, but in our contemplation of the universe, I think it's better to try to figure out what's positive from a change, even a negative change, rather than be like, my life was ruined, that's it. Right. Brandon, no point I will going say on. That, I will point this out, though. You know, just notice help people. Mm -hmm. If something devastating is happening or has happened to someone... You don't necessarily have to look on the bright side right away. That's not necessarily welcomed. Saying you're there for them, not saying something and allowing them to vent or uh -huh. cry, that's usually more helpful. Right. In the moment of the devastation, looking at your watch and deciding time's up a week after it's happened, can they get on with it? Right. Also, not a good thing. The bottom line is I've, I've been just trying to really think about lately. I think it's really important when things, you know, it's it's all easy. It's all fun and games when change is good. Oh, I'm going to Paris. We're not talking about that shit because, frankly, you're going to enjoy that. We know that already. Like, and, you know, as we were saying, sometimes even good change can be tough to adjust to. But we're talking about these more challenging changes because the bottom line is, for example, one of the main good things that I've come to know came from the children being with their father mm -hmm. for a period of time and, and their stepmother was that when they were placed back with me, there's no thought in their mind how much better right. it would be. There's no fantasy about what it's like 
to be cared for by their father full time mm -hmm. and what it's like to be cared for by their mother full time. Mm -hmm. There is no more discussion because the reality is just that. Facts are facts. They and know it I, now. They know it now and had it just stayed status quo and their father had moved away with their stepmother and her family and her life, the fantasy would have always been when they got pissed off at me or done with having to do their chores or homework, well, it would be better if we were over there. Right. They can't say that anymore. It's not even a, a conversation. And I would have never wanted that to happen that way. But sometimes in life, you need to see that the grass isn't greener. Right. You know, just because your wife is getting on your nerves today doesn't mean that some other woman who is not fussing at you about picking up your socks is the better chick, you know, because there's more going on in that scenario and you, whether you want to admit it or not, and I say the universal you, you tend to have more to do with what's happening in that dance of life that may or may not require the change that hasn't occurred, need to occur, to expand the quality of life as a whole. So I'm just saying everybody, self-included, you have mm -hmm. to take a look in your own mirror. One thing that's helped me in terms of making big changes is to start with the littlest step. Like what is the smallest possible step I can take to write those steps down and like have a checklist, but they're really small changes. Like maybe that it's like stand up, you know, <laughs> get out of the chair. There's your first change. Yeah, you know? or just or downloading the, the Tinder app. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is I really don't want anyone in my life full time right now. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. As much as I jokingly say it's been forever since I've had somebody here, the reality is that it's been forever because there are other priorities. They're called Jaden and Hunter. That filled my plate. So when there was someone else that I invited into the space, they needed to be complimentary. I didn't have enough space even with myself to extend this whole other aspect of space, energy, mm -hmm. to benefit someone full-time and for mm -hmm. them to benefit me full-time. And I have to acknowledge that. People yeah. tend to spend a lot of time criticizing and judging the actions of other people but not really reflecting upon themselves. My life would be better if you were better. How about just My life focus? would be better if I focused more on myself and making my life better. That's what I'm saying. When you think about it more in terms of, you know, what can I do to make, you know, to improve the quality of my life? What can I do to improve the quality of the people around me that I care about or people that I don't know. Do I need to listen to you like bitching somebody out on the bus just because you can? Probably not. not. Necessarily. I prefer not to. So could that conversation might wait? I don't know, maybe. It's making me think of that um, Mahatma Gandhi quote, which is, be the change you want to see in the world. Basically, yeah, be the change. Right. So that's a lot of times why something as small as we all now control the energy we put out in the universe on social media. Most mm -hmm. of us have it. It's so interesting to me 
what people choose to use it for sometimes. Mm -hmm. You really can tell what a person is like or what they want to be like by Mm -hmm. what they post. I want to be helpful and idealistic, and that's why I put up challenging and probably too long don't read news articles. (laughs) People complain about... you know, so-and-so posts so many things about our, like, negative or this or mm-hmm. that and the other. And, and I have to say, honestly, and this is not bragging, generally speaking, that's not what I get on my news feed. No, it's amazing. Generally it's amazing because you are really positive, even though a lot of really difficult things have happened recently. Thank you. Uh, but I'm just saying, I was actually making a point about the people that have come into the room. I'm really Mm -hmm. talking about the people that are friends of mine on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Most people that I know Mm -hmm. want to wake up to something good or want to contribute something good and want to stand up for justice and equality. You know, like, I I, I don't know many people who are just trying to be ugly for ugly sake. That's not to say they're perfect. That's Mm -hmm. not to say that they're always doing everything the way it should be done, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I think people who are attempting to be responsible for the energy they're bringing into the room, recognizing it as such, and actually really trying to be as conscious as possible and doing and uh, handling that energy accordingly in a positive way, I'm sorry. I, that's all I ask for. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be an angel. You don't no. have to know exactly what to do at all times, but you no. do have to be trying your best. And if you're not, then Acknowledge you, really, it. you could do to help that mm-hmm. and change. Change. And change. Change so, yourself and change the world. Which, in essence, could be as small as smiling at somebody who needs it. It can be. And in the larger yeah. sense, acting on the way you think things ought to be. Because if I hear one more person say, it's a shame that those people do, you are those people. It's a shame that those people do what? Anything. Uh Uh-huh. Anything. I can't believe, can you believe that happened? And what are those people thinking? You are those people. You are the politicians. You are the voters. You are the people who hire the, the people who are supposed to protect us and teach us. You are the teachers, right. you are the police, you are the firemen, you are the president, you are... The mothers and the fathers. So stop with the those people, it's you. You. What are you gonna do? Like, stop, stop it, bottom line. What are the steps you can take to affect change in your world so, in a positive way? So as well as we dealing with the changes that happen to you. We, we should talk about like two major things we want to try to achieve by the end of the year two major oh this is the part i hate setting goals so much i don't know know. why it terrifies me well let's just do two i was gonna say three but i'm just thinking off the top of my head let's do something tangible so that we could be held accountable for if we actually do it okay am i allowed to say i want to recover fully from my ankle injury and do all the physical therapy you're and absolutely so allowed. Let's and, see. Right. So by the first week of October, I should be able to walk on my foot. 
I'm once well, I had, yeah I am non weight bearing for six weeks after the surgery. The surgery is, is Tuesday, so by the first week in October, be real start being really serious about the physical therapy, etc. And I've done physical therapy before, so I'm hoping it won't be too much of an issue. Okay, well and, I, I I think that's amazing, and I think it's realistic. Okay, and my other goal is once I can be like walk on my foot, I have to take Tom to visit some more colleges so he can make an informed college decision because he'll have to, I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline, but I'm pretty sure he'll have to finish all his applications by January at the latest. And he's also going to have to write a college application essay, which is going to be hard for him. I think not. that's hard for a lot of people. I, I don't. I don't. It think was hard for me, and I'm like a natural writer. Though those are kind of my two or three goals. <laughs> oh, no, notice only one of them is for me personally. I two did of them are for my son. Oops. Well, the ankle is for you. Yeah, the ankle is for me. And honestly, getting my son into college is for me too. Helping my son get into college because he'll really have to get into college by himself. Well, it's major, and it is helping him get into college, because frankly, they wouldn't go without you. No. I mean, you could count on your one hand. I'm that there are children who are self-motivated, but trust and believe, most of them are not. Right. Even your most perfect ones. I was very self-motivated because I wanted to get out of the house because I was fighting with my mother. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Most Tom most, is not fighting with me. Even children, they're children. So even if they're motivated to get away from you, they're not necessarily motivated in a way that's going to be positive and right. moving them forward. It's just right. to get away from you. So all I'm saying is at the end, those are good changes to shoot for. What is going to keep you motivated on the day-to-day -day when you're frustrated about it being swollen <sighs> and you're challenged by your day-to-day -day activity and I think you're not having... A lot of support because frankly why aren't you over it already so for me it goes back to what I said earlier is I really have to shorten my event horizon like it really has to be okay I'm gonna get on my crutches now and go to the bathroom that's the Which thing I'm gonna do next thing. it's a big deal when you're on crutches believe me yes baby I'm more like I just want to go to the bathroom and not fall down because the first it's day I had crutches I fell down twice on my bad leg Ooh, that was not really good. not good. Ooh. So I'm just trying to be what they used to call, maybe they still do, really granular. Like in the moment, dealing with each thing as it, as it comes up, not trying not to anticipate too much. I'm kind of looking forward to having surgery. I know that's a weird thing to say, as I keep right. saying, but it's true. I'm on a healing journey with my ankle. And with Tom and the visits it's just a question of like I said of planning like I'm gonna have to decide which days he can go which days I can go you know I had planned to take some time off from work to do it now I don't know if that's possible because I've already missed a lot of time yeah so I'm just like I said trying to stay in the moment trying to enjoy talking to you right now trying to enjoy having my leg elevated <laughs> all that kind of thing but that's real. So that's that's my te technique to deal with it, is to like pull everything back in and focus on the moment so I'm not thinking about how terrified I am about how I might have to do things 
that are going to be physically really difficult in a week or so. I think that is how successful change occurs. In the moment? Too much pressure, expectations too high too soon, or not pushing yourself enough. Keeping your expectations low, but then making sure you meet those expectations and build on them. And or not taking five years to do something that should have taken you five days. Well, there's that should. My point is, you know it doesn't take five days to wash the dishes if you don't have a broken ankle. Get the dishes washed. That's what I mean. Right. Stuff and that, that, that is an excellent reminder. Do, get it done. Don't put stuff off just because you think you have time to do it later. That's my point. That's not the... I should be further along in life. No, I'm not talking about that one, although that one does come up for me. Mm -hmm. But the reality is there are certain things that you can get done that should be done. Like and the dishes. you don't do it because dot, dot, dot. And right. then you use all of those things that you could have done like that to block you from acting on the real changes that really does need time and preparation and yes. for execution. And, and I'm extremely guilty of this. And this is what I'm speaking to that really compromises the quality of your life. And so, you know, I don't even have two major ones that I've given any thought to, but off the top of my head, one, to definitely have the boys and myself in a better position financially than mm -hmm. we are now because we haven't been in a long time me pri primarily because of the custody battle how much it demanded of my time mm -hmm. and my financial resources building myself back up to a point not only where I do have more opportunities to do what I do and what I choose to do career wise but building my person up enough to be able to do it consistently and to support the boys in getting in a rhythm of doing that, be it in school, in their sports activities, in their volunteer, whatever their things are, being able to, to manage those things are a big thing mm -hmm. for me and that's ongoing. So I guess that's just one of the things I'm not going to accomplish by December, but I want to be very much in the rhythm of it. So you want to have some short-term goals that will Regarding lead to your accomplish that will lead to your long-term goal and, becoming a reality. And the other thing is back to having a being on course with you know healing myself and strengthening myself, my spirit so that I can welcome a partner into our life in our home and building our family because I never saw myself only having two children. I always saw my family being bigger. Clearly, that's not necessarily come from me in that way. They might not be children of your but body. I, no. However, I don't think just because that may not be in the cards that I can't have a larger family dynamic and ideally that would start with someone that I partner with and mm -hmm. be add to the quality of our lives, mm -hmm. not take away. So mm -hmm. those are my two personal, off the top of my head, goals. 
because the physical one I'm already on. That's it for me. Okay, so let me try to summarize. Change, change is hard. <laughs> um, but you can do if you. It's easiest to deal with if you deal with it in little bits, and if you try to develop good habits in your day-to-day life, so that when something devastating does happen, like your kitchen is clean, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and she says that with a smile on her face, but that's facts. It is a fact. Because at the end of the day, you'll thank yourself for going out and picking up those groceries and having those extra rolls of toilet paper already in stock. Right, even if you do it the the lazy way and you order it from Amazon and it's delivered every month. Guilty. At, at least it's done. But it's done. I guess the real question becomes, guys, what are you doing to add to the quality of your life? How are you approaching change? And is even when the change hasn't been perceived on the onset good, how have you gone about finding what was a lesson that you could grow from and expand the quality of your right. life, be it for yourself or for others around you? What have you done? What do right. you do? What do you do and how, how do you try to promote social change in the world? Do you try and do it on an individual level or are you more of a social justice warrior? How do you act to make your world better? How do you act to be the change that you want to see? We would like to know and discuss it. Yes, so please get in touch with us. Email us at onourminds.nyc at gmail.com. Contact us on Twitter at onourminds.nyc. Uh, you can post to our Facebook page, On Our Minds NYC. Like us on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. We want to know what's on your minds.